forever. Dog. Hi, Anna. Hi, Andrew. And hey, everybody else. And welcome to our podcast, Scary, scary stories, stories to Tell, to tell on, the on the Pod. It is a podcast about scary stories, urban legends, things that go bump in the night, things that go fart in the day, little <laughs> tiny dogs walking on their hind legs like a man, food that begs <laughs> to be eaten, jokes that turn out to be real, real that turns out to be joke, waking up in a hotel room and it's it's painted different and and your mother is dead from the plague in Paris it's Harold wow. is walking around the field it's there's a hook in the door of the car it's uh you know you got a spider face all right there's no other way to say it and I'm not going to sugarcoat it because Kelsey you're my best friend you got a spider face okay <laughs> you had a big bump you thought it was a zit guess what it was a zit now you're a spider face Kelsey I'm so sorry this is the best elevator pitch I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> it's it's going up a skyscraper. Um. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Top floor of the Empire State Building, please. Uh, bing bong. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> and the other thing, the, the thing that's important to know, and I hate to be the bear of bad news, but this is primarily a chatty po- comedy podcast hosted by two people who are friends who don't, who don't live in the same place, who are catching up via the podcast. Okay. If you are looking for a well-researched, well-outlined and organized podcast about the scary stories to tell in the dark books, you should, I, I'm sorry, that's not it. it. This is primarily a comedy podcast that is ghost flavored. It is, is ghost flavored. It is the, it is the LaCroix of, of horror podcasts. And sometimes that's all you need. You just need something to keep you going while you eat your, your chicken palliard. I don't know what you eat. Okay. <laughs> Maybe you're on a plane. Maybe you're eating chicken palliard. On a plane. What is chicken palliard? Please let us know. Chicken palliard. It sounds creamy, I will say. It's got to be creamy. It's going to be bready. (laughs) And, Anna, this is a special episode. We normally come out on Mondays and Wednesdays, but it's Halloween, baby. It's Halloween, baby. And again, we said spooky is not seasonal, but it's the season. Yes, it, it is the season that's been given to spookiness. We know that spookiness lasts all year round, but this is the time to kick up your heels and button up your blouse. I don't know that <laughs> that went. <laughs> Get gay and cover up. It's Halloween. <laughs> oh man, it's merch. Um, Andrew, how have you been? Uh, you feel? Do you feel spooky? I do. I do feel spooky. Um, I We have some plans to watch some scary movies. Oh. I'll probably make something with pumpkin because I really went whole hog with cans of pumpkin. How many cans um, of pumpkin do you have? So what I thought I was doing, I ordered it online. <laughs> I thought I was getting two like soup cans of pumpkin. Not okay. so. These would be, these are the cans that um, maybe a camp would hold markers and crayons in. They're very large. Like coffee coffee can size? They are like coffee cans of pumpkin. So the stress with which opening one of those cans gives like being like, oh God, now I have to do something with all this pumpkin. Andrew, do you know who likes eating canned pumpkin? Who? All dogs. <gasps> oh. It's really good for their it's good for their BMs. That makes sense. I've heard that pumpkin is high in fiber. It is. Okay. It firms good, it up. Good. It helps it get out, but it firms it up. It's um, the metamucil of gourds. 
It is. And the Miramisa of dorgs. So if you haven't, you could just put some in an envelope and send it to me. Hey, that's great. Yeah, I'll freeze it so that for the first two hours, it's fine. That's so good. Um, um, I have also, also felt spooky. Um, it's just good. very misty in a Brooklyn. A Brooklyn mist. You know, it feels sort of like a Saoirse Ronan in Brooklyn. Oh, um, misty. Mist just makes everything seem sort of like a different century. I know. Yeah, when you look at mist wherever you are, in your head, your monologue begins with, it's a cold day here on the moor. <laughs> Everyone gets just a little bit more Irish when it's misty. <laughs> yes, exactly. Your teeth get softer, you get shorter. So you're going to, wait, so Saturday Night Live is going to have a show on Halloween. We're going to have That's a show fine. on Halloween, which is very spooky. It's scary. There's going to be ghosts. There's going to be goblins. Um, wow. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. Uh, Harold, the alive scarecrow, is going to be uh, a guest with the strokes. He's going to come on and. I just would lose my damn mind. I would be so scared. And nothing would surprise me less than to see Harold sort of holding a, a Bud Light in the hallways, <laughs> chatting with Father John Misty, I suppose. I don't know. <laughs> There was a very particular moment in time in like the mid aughts where every boy looked like Harold. It's true. My, every single one of my close important friends has been fingered by Harold on some level. <laughs> and I'm again, if you have verbal children who are listening, uh, just tell them that uh, don't follow their dreams so they won't end up like me. <laughs> uh, women who talk foul. Um, so so. <laughs> this is a special one. Because um, we, so typically we either read from Alvin Schwartz and Stephen Gamble's scary stories to tell in the dark, or we tell urban legends or true scary stories. But there has been such an overwhelming, I would say it was a tidal wave of requests for this story, which is not from scary stories to tell in the dark, Anna. It is by Alvin Schwartz, um, but it is from a book called In a Dark, Dark Room, mm. uh, illustrated by hold on Dirk Zimmer illustrated by Dirk Zimmer which feels right. like a fake name it does feel like Stephen Gamble was like I'm gonna do a pseudonym and just do the complete opposite of what my normal vibe is yeah that's his chip gains um this is chip gains or chart but this oh, Chris sorry. gains Chris gains mind freak <laughs> it's the it's the story it's gonna be scary and the story is called the Green Ribbon. Once there was a girl named Jenny. She was like all the other girls, except for one thing. She always wore a green ribbon around her neck. There was a boy named Alfred in her class. Alfred liked Jenny, and Jenny liked Alfred. One day he asked her, why do you wear that ribbon all the time? I cannot tell you, said Jenny. But Alfred kept asking, why do you wear it? And Jenny would say, it is not important. Jenny and Alfred grew up and fell in love. One day, they got married. After their wedding, Alfred said, now that we are married, you must tell me about the green ribbon. You still must wait, said Jenny. I will tell you when the right time comes. Years passed. Alfred and Jenny grew old. One day, Jenny became very sick. The doctor told her she was dying. Jenny called Alfred to her side. Alfred, she said, 
Now I can tell you about the green ribbon. Untie it, and you will see why I could not tell you before. Slowly and carefully, Alfred untied the ribbon, and Jenny's head fell off. (laughs) The end. The end. I would like to report a (laughs) ma'am. Ma'am? Hi, doctor. My wife has severe ma'am. This is the big ma'am. This is green eggs and this is green ribbon and ma'am. Oh my god. It's the big bang but ma'am. The, this is the start of everything <laughs> this ma'am. This is the big ma'am. This is the big ma'am. I'm the big ma'am. Um look, okay. So uh, I I do like the idea of reading through the whole story, but I have a lot to say. So let's yes. go back to the beginning. Please. First little chunk, once there was a girl named Jenny, like all the other girls except for this green ribbon around her neck. Um I think we all have this thing about us. We all have this one thing that makes us different from everyone else. Right. Um, Anna, what's it for you? Um, For me, I guess it's that my parents are different religions. Was I supposed to say something funny? I'm so sorry. I said the real no, thing. No, I like that. I like that. <laughs> Where I'm like, literally no one has ever had a Jewish dad and a Catholic mom on Long Island before. This is, I invented this. <laughs> Where I was like, actually, you don't get it because you just celebrate Hanukkah and not Palm Sunday. So we can't really ever be friends. Um, <laughs> and also, I guess how much I love the mummy. It, it really, that's. Yeah, that's a good twofer. Yeah. What about you? Um, okay. One is I think I've had the same hairstyle since I was four <laughs> years old. Yeah. Like it, it has never changed. I, there was a change. brief period in eighth grade when I did a middle part and then I was like, nope, not for me. Too cool. Sure. Um, and then, I mean, I guess I was the werewolf kid. I mean, I guess that's the, that's the most <laughs> enduring thing. You can't not be a werewolf or your head will fall off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Honestly, I think one of the, one of the moments in my life where I was like, I have to get a hold of myself. I was seven years old and we were making a Halloween book in my class and everyone got to like claim what their what their character was going to be. And a kid before me was like, I'm going to be a werewolf. And I was like, okay, get it together, farmer. You are okay. What did <laughs> you say was, you would be? I was so – I even tried. I was like, I'm going to be a wolf man. Wolf, I, that was my was like, thought. Yeah, the teacher was like, no, that's the same thing. And it's I was like, not, well, it's not, but – Wolf we'll, man stays wolf. Yes, we'll move. we'll move on. Um, I think I picked vampires, which I was bummed about. Um, but my yeah, God. but that was, but I think that was my version of the head falling off where I had to be like, okay, I have to be okay with this. I also have had the same hairstyle since fourth grade and I relate a lot. I mean, like the bottom has changed, but I've had side bangs since I was in fourth grade because <laughs> my dad has the side bangs, I guess. And <laughs> at a certain point I realized like, am I going to be 60 years old with side bangs? Uh, wow, I hope so. I, I guess that's the version of like women our mother's age who are who have that like circle bang. Oh, the circle bang, of course. That like eighties sort of donut on the head. That's what it's called. I never knew it was a circle bang. But that's I what wondering. I call it. I don't think that that's a a real thing. I it's here's the thing. At one point, I will say I went to a barber and he was like, "Do you know you've been you've been parting your hair the wrong way your whole life?" Oh. And I was like, what? And then I switched it. But now I'm wondering if he was wrong. Because it feels off? It feels weird. It it makes me think of, you know, the movie Us, the Jordan Peele movie. Like, I feel oh, like that's yeah. the revelation that I'm having now. Like, am I 
this has been the wrong hair part this whole time. My God. Someone told me it has to do with if you're left-brained or right-brained, which which one you part, which I think is not true. Oh, yeah. Weird. Seems wrong. Um, so Jenny has a green ribbon around her neck. Yeah. One might assume one might assume it was maybe religious or something left to her by a beloved relative. I just assumed that she would have like some sort of burn on her neck that like oh, was yeah. not her fault. Like maybe she pulled a pot of boiling milk onto her neck at some point and like mm. no one in the family feels good about the fact that she has that. So they, they put the the ribbon on. I will say the illustration. So I do enjoy these illustrations. They're not Stephen Gamble, of course, but no. uh, but Dirk Zimmer, I think, does a good job at getting across a sort of uncanny eeriness to Jenny. Yes. Yeah. Do you want to describe? Yeah. So this is an extraordinarily pale girl. Um, dark hair, blunt bang. Yeah. She has sort of um, an, a sort of an interesting f- flat looking face. Um, pale expression. She's seated in like a sort of chair that your cool aunt would have in a sunroom. Yes. Yeah. It's like a, this chair is neither for comfort nor utility. This is a show off chair. This is, yeah, you, this is a chair to take a picture in, but no, nothing else. It's, it's magenta and orange and green. And she is sitting on it with her hands folded, holding a rose. And a little doll. Who looks doll. so much like her. I know. I don't love that. And then she's got these like yellow lace up boots, which is very hip. <laughs> it's very hip. Yeah. This is kind of, um, this is something you might see in 2011 on Project Runway. Oh yeah. Big time. And they'd like give, take off points. Cause it would, they'd say it looks bulky, but it's really just like, they hate fat people. <laughs> um, you have a Zoftig model and you're just doing her no favors. Yeah, it makes her look bigger, which is actually universally barf. Um, <laughs> but the center, the center buttons with like a short, like, I guess there's like bunching around where a short sleeve shirt would be, but it's a long sleeve shirt. Very it's strange. very old timey, very scary. And of course, Andrew, this green ribbon. A pea soup green. Pea soup green. And it's thick. Yeah. Oh, we're not talking that nothing about this is dainty. No, it's a thick, it's a utility ribbon. Um, Moving on. Moving on. The next illustration is for the boy in class named Alfred. Yeah, Um, They both like each other. Mutual enthusiasm is crucial. Don't just go for consent. Go for enthusiasm. She is sitting on a swing hanging from a tree branch on one side of a fence. And Alfred is sort of hanging on the other side of a fence. He's leaning on it with one arm on it and one elbow on it sort of up um he seems very deeply hebrew schooled graduate um right just more of an attitude thing than face but yeah i was gonna say we everyone has definitely dated this man he has also fingered every single one of my friends (laughs) um no i know it's like you say he's you say he's nice but then you realize it's just that he's not loud That's so true. We just rewatched the first Borat after watching the second Borat and the scene of the three frat guys on the um, party RV where they're all saying horrible, racist, sexist things. The quiet one then always had the worst things to say. Of course. And it was like, oh, yeah, that absolutely makes sense. Um, And I believe all three of them are working uh, in the White House. But that's just me being absolutely Kathy Griffin political. 
Um, wow. And he is, I do have to say that he is wearing a shirt with an A on it, which is like this. I have not every story is gay. And I, I get that we've had that criticism from people, but right. I have to say that a man wearing an A while a girl uh, has the secret, it feels very much about she's in the closet. Yeah. Oh, that's a very good point. They're also she's... wearing complementary colors and the colors are purple and pink, which is also maybe telling. Maybe telling. Um, he's on one side of the fence. She's dead. It's a whole thing. Um, <laughs> she is wearing cowboy boots and a long skirt. Oh, wow. What a fashion moment. She's in a different time period. He's now. She's yeah. before. Yeah, she is um, before. And you have to assume she has parents. It's like, did her head get chopped off? This is a good question. This is like, um, this is this feels like some alternative medicine that was used. Here. Yeah. Where it's like if they had just used um, antibiotics when she had that fever, she'd be fine. But right, um, right. She yeah, she was. <laughs> she cut her finger on a nail and then her head fell off. You know, it's like well, you know, well, get the booster shot. Get the booster shot. Um, so he asks her. So he asks her, "What's going on with this ribbon? Why do you wear it all the time?" Andrew, do you think that that's a rude question to ask, or do you think that's open and honest communication? It depends on the age. I think uh, I think at a certain point prior to uh, complete brain development, curiosity is good and should not be made taboo. Yeah. Um, I think at a certain point, you also have to read. You have to use your emotional intelligence. Um, it, to me, it's like doing that in private is better. It appears that this question is being asked in private rather than in a big group of people being like, what's the deal with your ribbon around your neck? Um, yeah. I think if they've already grown close, this is sort of like, I have to say this is sort of my always my my game plan when I'm talking to someone who has some amount of fame. I just pretend like they don't have it for as long as it takes to become to like feel like I haven't made myself seem crazy. And after that point, I can be like, so that movie you were in along with the 30 movies like I but I up until that point, I will just ignore it as if it's like a giant weird mole that's like right on the tip of their nose like i'm just like of course you don't say it um and the relief you feel when they mention it is also it's so polite right it's Um, it is the most gracious thing it's the most gracious thing a celebrity can do deeply gracious um but yeah i i think uh you know at a certain point the avoiding it is it's again and then this picture she still has her green ribbon which we can assume that there's some give to it. Yeah. Oh, hopefully. Yeah. One hopes. Um, the problem I have is she says, I can't tell you. Alfred keeps asking. Which Why to do me, I'm like, yeah. take a hint, bud. Yeah, that makes me not like, although he does seem like he's a product of his time, which again could be 1970, 1912, uh, right. 1850. <laughs> um, yeah, it's not like, and then Jenny got a text on her sidekick and it's like, okay, cool. I know what year it is, but <laughs> She opened her chocolate phone. <laughs> oh my God. The Christina Aguilera Candyman song just popped in my head when you said <laughs> chocolate phone. I remember Emily Schmidt had a blueberry chocolate phone. I thought it was the fucking coolest thing on the planet. Nothing will ever impress me more. <laughs> bird. Oh my God. Okay. Um, so moving on. They grew up. They fell in love. They got married. Can we, yeah. Can we talk about this wedding photo? I've got, yeah, I've got a lot of thoughts and I'm sure you do too. 
I think we both know. So Alfred and Jenny are both there. Alfred looks really happy. Thrilled. Thrilled. His hair, he's figured out his hair. He's a little, he's put on a little bit of weight, which is nice. Mm -hmm. And she looks happy and she's in like sort of a wedding dress style wedding dress and was holding a bouquet of flowers. Not dissimilar to the rose she was holding in the first frame. Very interesting. Oh, good point. They're in some sort of church, um, but she is looking down at the floor and she's smiling she a little bit, but you know, she looks a little bit sad. Hair pulled back, ears exposed, which I think is kind of a good look for her. Yeah, hair down but slicked back. It's nice. Yeah, sometimes hair down at a wedding is um sometimes that sometimes that's the right thing to do. Yeah, it can seem sort of girlish or aggressively cowboy, but you know, yeah. if if done right, it depends on the bride. It depends now, on the bride. Now look, that's them. The main star of this yes. illustration for I I felt it implicitly both of us is oh yeah this minister who is what faith Episcopalian? Uh, this is a great question he does look like a lot of characters in um 1990 something sleepy hollow yes. um oh you're right it's got he's got it's so his he's got black robes with like a little peplum in the middle and then he's got a, a white collar that's the collar that's two sort of short ties coming down next yes. to each other. We're all big Bob, picturing it. Big Bob Balaban energy. Major Bob Balaban energy. Is Fred Melamed also in the area? Yes. Oh, yes. Very um, much in the neighborhood. But he is balding with long blonde hair. Which, which is you can't do. Really nice. Um, I just... He is looking at Alfred like they're going to go fuck in the bathroom. That, and I know, again, again we, we do make everything gay. The eye contact in an illustration. Sorry, fellas. It's gay. Also, have you ever considered that everything is gay? <laughs> I, I really do. I know I've said this before. It bears repeating. Anna, one time you said something and it is my life motto, which is, is there anything gayer than being alive? <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> No, I love it I'm like so much. I'm like almost smart, but then I miss it, and then I'm just very bad. Being alive is the gayest. It really is. Sorry. Um, thank. I agree. This everything is gay. It yeah. is. Uh, it's fine. Um, <laughs> I guess if I had a backyard, maybe I'd feel differently, but I simply don't. Right. Um, <laughs> oh, Ladybird, come here. Honk if you heard Ladybird wine just now. Honk, honk. Beep, come beep. here, Ladybird. Come on up. We she can't tell if she wants to go on the Yogi Bo um oh, right. ba- beanbag or not. It's Yogi Bo. It's a she's still getting used to it. I think the sound is throwing her, but once she's on it, she's on it. About twice a day, Chris comes into the living room and lays on the Yogi Bo for a long period of time, and then he'll say, "I should get up," and then he doesn't get up. Um, oh yeah. It, to me, that's a ringing endorsement. I can't I can't convince myself to get off of it. The only reason I get off of it is because I get a little bit nap hot and then I have to get up and walk around. You <laughs> yes, get hot, hot from a nap. Wow, yeah, those are being sponsored beads. by Nap Hot. <laughs> um and Alf after their wedding, Alfred is saying, Now now that we're married, you must tell me about the green ribbon, which like, excuse me, Alfred, being married does not mean you don't have to get consent anymore about stuff. Yeah. That doesn't mean you're done co- learning about each other. Exactly. And coming from Jenny's point of view, my feeling is, did you just marry me so that you thought I would tell you about this ribbon? Yeah, that makes me feel like, oh, there's something broken in him personality wise that he just needs to feel like 
he's like gamifying the relationship. Yeah, it's like when a man can't guess a riddle. <laughs> it's like that's it. Oh, there's nothing worse than a man taking a game seriously. Oh god. <laughs> really bothers me in a big way uh where it's like we have to work together it's like oh my god no stop you already did wars like please don't do this you already did war <laughs> why do you still need more game oh. come on up up ladybird up there she goes i respect that jenny responds so he says you must tell me about the green ribbon and she says you still must wait I will tell you when the right time comes. I appreciate that. Yeah. You still must wait, said Jenny. I will tell you when the right time comes. So um, let me fast forward. Which you think the next thing is going to be having a baby, which is heteronormative and disgusting. Mm-hmm. And how dare you? <laughs> um, That she gets sick. Years pass. We don't know how old. His hair is still... Neither of them are dyeing their hair gray, uh, brown. Right. Um, it, but it. Oh, sorry. Oh, no, you go. Yeah, it looks like this is a peculiar old age because it does not look so much as though they've aged as much as it looks like they've they've stopped eating carbs. <laughs> oh, there's nothing worse than a couple who both doesn't eat carbs and like, you know, right. that they should be fat, but they're not. <laughs> You're um, like, you would be fat if you ate a bagel. I know it. Ladybird is frantically digging in a blanket on the floor and she's dragging it across the entire apartment. It's. I know that I you can't that. see it, but just think about it. Oh my god, Once she again, is dogs' relationships to fabric. I really enjoy. It's really good. Oh, she's barking at it now. <gasps> wow, what does she think she's doing? Maybe there's a mouse in it. I don't know. Does anyone else keep blankets just on the floor? <laughs> um, oh, these are my floor blankets. Oh, my floor blanket. Um, Okay, but they're in their house, which looks nice and big. It's all magenta. There's a there's a chimney going up one side. Um, he's in the bed with her. Their bed has like gold or brass um foot. What's a footboard? Is it a footboard? Yeah, I would say footboard. Um, and they've got this like puke green and magenta checkerboard quilt and a round green rug that his slippered feet are in. And he's holding her hand and she has her other hand sort of on her chest like an oh my. Yeah. And she looks really pale, really gaunt, absolutely going to die. And there's a little black cat. There's like a big heavy curtains over the head of the bed. Yeah, I'm confused about the structure because the the curtains over the bed would imply that this is a four poster bed, which it is not. No, they're hanging on the ceiling. Oh, okay. That's that's even weirder. Andrew, come on. Um, what's it's not called wife swap. It's wife swap for homes. Wife home. <laughs> home what's this it? wife. What's it where you switch homes with someone? Uh, trading spaces. Trading spaces. Yes. I've this never watched like, that. It sounds amazing. Oh, Anna, you get get ready because trading spaces is out of this world bonkers. And this looks wait. like this looks like a trading spaces home because there are elements of it that are very nice, like big open windows, but then Way too high lamp, wall-mounted lamp, suspicious curtains in one corner, way too small area rug. I like it. I like a circle rug. People forget about circle rugs. They do forget about circle rugs. Um, They've got some potted plants on the windowsill. There's like a little candle. 
and there's um, stars and a crescent moon in the sky. And the wall-mounted lamp that's up too high is over a framed picture of, I guess, her. It might be the illustration from the very beginning of her as a child. I think it is. Wow. Just sort of spooky-dooky. And then this doctor is leaving. Like, he's like, well, I fucked this up. Yeah. Better go catch the end of the game. This doctor taught you acting in sophomore year. That's for sure. That's a big time yes. This is a F. Murray Abraham. Yes, it is very much an F. Wait, Murray now I have Abraham. to Google him if I if that's the right person. That I, I mean, that looks exactly like F. Murray oh, Abraham. Oh, yeah, that's him. That him, um, buddy. Um, yeah, and uh, she's going to die. She's going to die. And then she tells Alfred that now is the time she can tell him about the green ribbon. Untie it and you will see why I could not tell you before. And her head fell off. Um, this is a close up on just Jenny and her like really sort of jaundiced pale hand is like a claw that's hanging off the side of the bed and her head, yes. her hand is dead and the head is facing the wrong way. It's facing, it's on the ground. It's on that circle carpet. It's facing yes. the cat and the cat's looking at it like, um, <laughs> the cat is saying, ma'am, the cat's saying, ma'am is a big time. Um, uh, Oh, and it's spooky and her hair is everywhere and it's very spooky. And zero gore, which I respect. It also makes it more surreal. Yes. I also, I have a lot of questions about like the, um, the physics of her head. Cause she was a little girl. It's not like she's dead. But she right. grew up in her head. Don't touch her neck. Yeah. I think here's, here's an element that really messed up my comprehension of this story when I was a kid. Okay. Um, it was read to me by a librarian who I loved a lot named Gail at the Laconia Public Library. Oh, um, good. But afterwards, we were all beside ourselves because it was the scariest thing in the world. And she, and we, people were like, what happened? And she said, Jenny was a robot. <laughs> no. <laughs> Which I was oh, no. like, what? <laughs> Gail. Gail. No. Which then I was like, the robot aged? Who made this thing? Like, it just, it was so much scarier to me because I was contending with the reality of creating artificial life at a a too young an age. Oh my God. Uh, That is scarier than just like, she a dead thing with a head fall. Yeah, I know. I know. I will say, Gail made up for it. I, I was in Catholic school at the time, and Gail was one of the few Jewish people in our little town in New Hampshire. And Gail read a Catholic school class, a book about um, Hanukkah, which I really respected. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. It was Thank a good introduction to be like, okay, good there job. are other types of people. Yeah. There are. Um, like robots. <laughs> like robots. <laughs> I also remember hearing a version of this story up in Vermont where we'd go every summer and like I there was like a one week summer camp I would do and they would tell the story. And the version of the story I remember hearing is that he took her ribbon off without asking when she oh. was sleeping and that her head fell off then. Um, and then she was like, why, why'd you take my head off? Um, oh. And then, but I guess I, what I like about this story is that it's like, well, she's already dying. So you might as well. Um, <laughs> I think Jenny's kind of a hoot because this is, um, this is some sociopathic comedy for her. <laughs> I know it really is like, well, fuck it all. Oh, she, cause she's fully gay and she doesn't. Right. Right. Of yeah, course they that, matter to each other, but that is, that is true. Canonically the green ribbon is, is ultimately a queer narrative. 
I, okay, here's a thought that I have about this. Yes. One is the moment after. Okay. Is Alfred like, (laughs) is Alfred like, oh, oh, her head would have fallen off. What's it? Or is he like, that doctor just sawed my wife's head off. I assume he spends the rest of his life in jail, right? Oh, because he gets accused. Yeah, well, I guess she was already dying. But uh, you can't, you can't cut off a, even a dead body's head. I let every, I want to let everybody know you can't do that. Although uh, something I learned from the Jinx is that it's not illegal to cut up a body that's already dead. What I thought that was a, I thought that was a crime. I thought, oh, that but was I guess part the Jinx of proved, it. I mean, or either the Jinx or uh, Phil Spector or the Club Kid. It's a crime. Oh, maybe. Maybe you're right. Maybe it was Party Monster. Party Monster where it's like, well, I cut up the body, but that's not illegal. I'm going to. Okay. I'm going to Google this question, but I want everyone to know that I'm Googling it for the podcast in the event that at some point I get associated with a dismemberment. We could just wait for a lawyer to answer. Is it illegal to cut up a dead body? It's for the podcast, everybody. It's for the podcast and also maybe, you know, you never know. Okay. Well, it's a, it's it's illegal to keep a dead body in your house. That's the first thing. Yes. That pops up. But if you find one and then you're like, I am cutting this up. So there's something called desecration of a human corpse. Yes. Which is a crime. Well, um, not because well, I just said it wasn't though. Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe okay. Here, here's what here's what here's what um here are the things that are according to just IA, just yeah, US law. Um this includes tampering with evidence of a crime, camouflaging the death of a human being, disposing of a dead body, impeding or prohibiting the detection, investigation, or prosecution of a crime, altering, inhibiting, or concealing the identification of a dead body, a crime, or a criminal offender. Or disrupting, prohibiting, or interfering law enforcement, blah, 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 blah. So I think, the, okay, I think, Anna, you're right. I think that of these crimes, what he'd probably be tried for is altering or concealing the identification of a dead body by cutting the head off, if he hid the head. Good point. I think it depends on what kind of DA you have and what kind of lawyer you have. That's a very good point. Because I think Robert Durst had a really good lawyer. Yeah, and he had endless amounts of money, which always helps if you want to cut people up. It makes you weird, but it does help. Um, <laughs> man, if anyone knows why I thought that, please write in. Um, the address is your address. Um, send a letter. I do love that bit. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, I guess. The, what if he just LOL'd and was like, my wife. Oh, Jenny, I'm getting remarried to someone 20 years younger than me. Jenny, I am going to get remarried startlingly soon and really try to talk everyone's ear off about why it's okay. And they'll just sort of tell me it's okay because they don't want to hear me talk anymore. Very quietly, they'll be at the wedding like, well, I mean, you know, everyone needs company. and you know, I'm, People grieve li- differently. Yeah, we we like her. I mean, we don't know much about her. <laughs> she seems religious but like in a yoga way (laughs) like i can't tell if she's religious or she just diets i don't know whether she looks like kate hudson or if she just has good skin yeah i don't know what that's about but 
I heard someone saying that she voted for. Anyway, never mind. It's, <laughs> it's very nice. Yeah, she wrote in Justine Bateman, which I was like, "Are are you Justine Bateman? What's going on?" <laughs> I feel like the most natural thing to do is to give this the full scary story treatment, Anna. Who would we cast? Oh, uh, I mean, look, uh, is it? God, why can't they? I think of her name, Juliette Lewis, maybe. Oh, Juliette Lewis is great. Yeah. Um, I oh, like her tone of voice saying like, okay, you can take the ribbon off now. I kind of <laughs> like her blase attitude. That's a like good, that. that was a good take on her. Um, I could also see like a Lily Collins, but specifically all of her line deliveries in Emily in Paris. <laughs> I have not watched Emily in Paris yet. I watched one episode and it is shocking. It is shocking. I heard it was like our friend Roe is in it. I think he plays the bad boyfriend. He plays a boyfriend for sure. Um, who? What is I? What have I heard? I heard it's like a sci-fi original movie, but for like rom-com. It feels like a weird dream that the main character had that we're all watching. It is fun to watch something that bears no resemblance to human behavior. Um, but who who else do we like for this? Well, I okay, this is not so much a casting as much as I feel like something that would be an important part of it. Um, I feel as though the closing credit song would be a song written by Dolly Parton about the green ribbon and about your head. Oh, that's really good. But there would have to be an intro where it's Dolly by herself in a Nashville bar and she is wearing a green ribbon and she's sitting on a swing. And she's Sometimes like, I can't keep my head on straight. Well, I wrote a song about that and here is it for you. And it's not about that at all. It's just about like family. Um, wait, I do have to say we haven't been casting. We do. I I think the people we mentioned have great necks, but there has to be people with good necks. That's very. And I think Lupita has the best neck of all. Oh, can you imagine Lupita in this? In green? In green. Lupita in green. Lupita in green. Wait, I'm so sorry. I know this is a tangent. And have you watched the new season of Great British Bake Off? I haven't. I'm not a baking person, (laughs) but I will watch it. I, there is just one episode I'm going to need you to watch okay. where normally everything they make on that show is gorgeous. These are all incredibly talented people. One of the final showstopper challenges was that you had to make a cake that looked like um, <gasps> your idol. Oh, I, I heard about this. Someone made a Lupita Nyonga who, okay, it starts off and you're like, this is going to be gorgeous. This is going to be the best looking thing I've ever seen. And the reveal of what it looks like is... The most shocking moment of 2020. And I'm saying that right now. I cannot describe to you how deeply shocking the revelation of the Lapita cake is. Lapita cake sounds like a girl you know from <laughs> That's drama school. This is Lapita cake. She shouldn't have gone to drama school. She's too emotional. She can't handle it. <laughs> um, um, who's playing Alfred. Oh, good question. Is it Roe Hartramp? Oh, I'd love for Roe to do it. Everybody cast Roe and stuff. He's very talented. Cast Roe. Just reach out to us. We're his agents, basically. <laughs> we are, we are I've talked to agents. him, I think, a total of zero times, but <laughs> I'm still his agent. I'm on his team. I'm number five on his team. Finally, Anna, who are we? I'm going to say we're going to double cast Roe. We are. Who is playing both the pre- the the officiant of the wedding 
Oh, God. Up. Assuming F. Murray Abraham said fuck you to our faces. Um, I don't think he would because he was in a sci-fi original movie called Blood Monkey. So I think he'll say yes. <laughs> and it came out in something shocking like 2020. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I Andrew, you're going to kill me for this. Uh-oh. I think that my one and only option is a little actor by the name of Andrew Farmer. Wow. It's an honor just to be cast. <laughs> Will you work as a local hire? It does shoot in uh, Austria. Oh, yeah. I'll sleep on an Austrian friend's couch. Any but day. not not like a city. Oh, no. Yeah. It's deep in the... I only know rural Aust- Austrians. Oh, that's right. I forgot that about you. Right. <laughs> I'd love so it. Good. I love... I love... I mean, here's the the one tricky thing. I would. It would have to be bald cap. I don't have a good... My head shape is okay for a bald head, but I don't think I could do a full head shape. I need that to, to help. Um, uh, uh, what's the word? Not mirror my face. I need it to help. I, I keep wanting to say glaze my face. That's not it. Frame my <laughs> face. <laughs> Everything's gay. Andrew, that was the biggest like absolute humble brag for a man with a full head of hair being like, I don't know. I'd have to do bald cap because I simply am not. <laughs> Like, I'm not a man who's losing my hair, but I think it would have probably had to hurt to hear you say that just now. I was very pleasantly surprised. I, uh, for a shoot, um, very kindly, uh, one of SNL's, uh, like, they're like wig cap <gasps> yeah. person. Did my wig cap. I, I felt very cool. I got to go to 30 Rock and everything. That's so um, first of all, it was amazing. It looked completely real. But the amount of people who thought for sure I had actually shaved my head and were like, you should keep it. You look better like this. I was like, what the oh. hell? Oh no. And then you had to really shave your head to not make them feel bad. <laughs> That's what I, you know, I'm, oh I try to God. be a good host. The amount of bald caps they put on the most, the youngest, most beautiful people. It's unbelievable. <laughs> and they all look so real. And they put like little freckles on the head too, which is know, my least favorite part. Sprays. I was it's amazed. It was gross. very gross. Um, wow. And then I guess the cat is just a cat you know yeah just cat local local cat hire local cat i did see some like picture reposted on youtube that was or on um instagram that was like removed enough that i'll never know where it's actually from but (laughs) it was a picture from 1952 i think of all these cats lined up in hollywood outside of a casting office that they were casting a cat for something yes what there what was that i saw that picture too does anyone know what we're talking about Call hey, your everyone, number. Look, we're all seeing the same things popping up. We're all <laughs> we're all a coral at this point. Well, um, I'm so glad we've added this to the list, and it kind of it kind of opens us up to new possibilities in terms of what stories we read. It um, really does, in a nice way. Andrew, thank you for suggesting this. I'm so glad we did it. My pleasure. I truly, from the very like. Two episodes in, uh, when we started this podcast like a year and a half ago, people have never stopped asking for this story. And so we hope it's a nice little Halloween treat for you. We do we do hope it. We do hope it. And um, I hope all of you are wearing your your sort of opaque tights and drinking yes. a, drinking pure canned pumpkin. We hope that today you've been able to have just a little bit of escape from the um, the hellscape that is 2020. Uh, but hey, Halloween can be fun. We can still find fun things to do. Hope you're watching something spooky on TV. Uh, Take your mind off cider. it. Yes. Taking care of your brain. Taking care of your kids' brains. Maybe um, find a new hobby. I've started smoking cigarettes. 
Wow. Um, healthy. Healthy. Yep. Um, but until then, get, get out. out forever. Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Scary Stories to Tell on the Pod is executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Produced by Tracy Soren. Original theme music by Chris Ryan. Cover art by Bats Langley. To listen to this podcast ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcasts.com slash plus. Check out video clips of our podcasts on YouTube at youtube.com slash team. And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Forever Dog Team to keep up with all the latest Forever Dog news. <laughs>